So turn off your television sets, turn them off now, turn them off right now, turn them off and leave them off, turn them off right in the middle of a sentence I'm speaking to you now, turn them off! Thanks for joining me for another episode of Greetings from Fargo. This podcast is hosted by our main TV recap podcast on last week's episode. And to honor the name, I'll be covering the three previous episodes. So before I go any further, let's do a quick recap of those first two episodes. Welcome to an alternate economy and the land of the taking and killing. Season four opens with our narrator of the season, Etherita Smutney. Important to note, the Smutney home also doubles as a mortuary. Ironically, business is slow right now, so the Smutney family takes out a loan from the Cannons. Lloyd Cannon issues loans at a very high interest rate to people who can't get loans from banks. So Eltharita gives us a history lesson on the origins of organized crime in Kansas City, which is really the origins of organized crime all over America. She closes with a very important question. If America is the land of immigrants, how can one become American? After going through the disastrous history of trading sons in Kansas City, the Fada family, an Italian family, and the Cannon Limited, a black family, swapped sons. Lloyd Cannon and Donatello Fada, the heads of these two families, enter negotiations regarding a slaughterhouse. After Donatello and his son, Josto, leave the meeting, there's a pretty intense moment at the crosswalk. Josto sees black men and think they're working for the Cannons, so he immediately reaches for his gun. As Josto is preparing for battle, there's a bang. Not from an actual gun, but from a BB gun that discharges while two kids are playing nearby. Donatello is shot in the neck. They attempt to take Donatello to the nearest hospital, but they're met by Dr. Harvard. He tells them, we don't serve your kind here. Go to the public hospital. So, as you see, we're already playing with different levels of racial identity in America. The Italians aren't quite, air quotes here, white yet. So, they do go to the public hospital. Here, Josto meets a nurse named Orietta Mayflower. This is very important since she lives right across the street from Etherita Smutney. More on this later. Josto and Orietta engage in some recreational drug use. Josto tells Orietta to take care of his father. And in a way, she does. Orietta smothers Donatello in his sleep. Now the fun starts here. Josto thinks he's in line for the throne, but his brother Gaetano comes over from Italy. He immediately challenges Josto's authority. He tells him at a very important thing, business first, family second, country last. Meanwhile, two women escape from prison. Their names are Zeramar Roulette and Swanee Cap. We learn that Zelmar is actually the aunt of Etherita Smutney. Later in the second episode, we see Orietta get off the bus and she sees Etherita. She asks Etherita if she likes pie, which I would say no if Orietta was asking. But she was like, you know what? I'm going to bring you some pie. We cut to Orietta's apartment where she's making the pie. She puts in a large amount of syrup. She puts in a large amount of syrup of Ipecac. Now, back in the olden days, this was used to clear out the stomach if poison was ingested. Orietta takes the pie and leaves it on the smutty doorstep. As this is happening, 
We see the lawmen exit their cars and approach the Smutney residence. The episode ends with the door being kicked in. That's the recap of the first two episodes. Welcome to an alternate economy and the land of the taking and killing. Now, let's get into the third episode, which I don't speak Italian, so I won't even attempt to say the name. But first, I want to talk about Fargo as a whole and what I think it's doing this season. Fargo is highlighting our country's legacy of blood. Ethnic groups climb to the top of the class system through violence, through taking and killing. This is perfectly captured by looking at Rabbi Milligan. He's a Jewish man with an Irish name being raised by an Italian family. When the dust settles and casualties are being sorted out, I'm sure he'll just be a white man. Staying close to the winning side means just that. You're on the winning side. There is no longer Irish, Jewish, or Italian, just the winners. So to answer Etherita's question, how does one become American in the land of immigrants is through taking. I'm sure Lloyd Cannon knows this as well. It's why he had his my name is my name moment. You know what I mean for all you war fans out there. My name is my name. His son, Lemuel, which is a play on Samuel, is in the Bible, they say, survives an attempt on his life. He tells Lloyd the attack was against him, not on the family. Lloyd says, no, 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 no. You're carrying my name. This is an attack on me. I'm really curious to see how this theme of legacy or racial identity plays out this season. Let's introduce a few new characters. The season has a lot of great performances. One that's flying under the radar is Jack Houston as Otis Welf. Otis Welf is a detective who is clearly in the pocket of the father family. He now has Dick Wickware as his tagalong. Dick Wickware is a U.S. Marshal, and from his introduction, we learn that he's pretty racist. But it's important to note he's not racist in the use of epithets or slurs. He's racist by thinking... I'm better than you, but he's nice about it. We don't know if Dick Wickware, excuse me, Dick Deffy Wickware is clean or not, but it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. We know Wickware is racist, but is he clean? Well, this is Fargo, so probably not. Otis and Deffy are on the trail of two bank robbers, Zelmar Roulette and Swanee Caps. Have I mentioned that Fargo has the best names? Zelmar and Swanee head to the Smutney residence after they break out the joint. Zelmar tells the Smutney family that they could get them out there of financial trouble by doing what they do best. She and Swanee set out to rob the cannons, but before they do, Swanee has herself a heaping helping of pie. That pie affects her performance, to say the least. But they still make out with a significant amount of cash. After an attempt on his son's life, after an attempt on his son's life and a robbery, Lloyd Cannon is feeling pretty vengeful. If I have to guess, there's a war brewing, and the Smutties will get caught in the crosshairs. There's also an eternal battle brewing on the other side of this war. Josto is trying to be the pragmatic boss, but Gaetano sees this as weakness. Gaetano is testing his loyalty to the father family. Gaetano is testing the loyalty of the father's family's soldiers, in particular Rabbi Milligan. Gaetano sends Rabbi Milligan and another one of the father family soldiers out to do Gaetano sends out Rabbi Milligan to kill one of the Loy family members. This internal struggle between these two brothers will be interesting. Gaetano cares about the business. So clearly these two are going to clash. Also, speaking of Josta, let's get into his relationship with Orietta. Honestly, I think she's the biggest villain of this season. She's dangerous and no one suspects her. Getting close to Josto, 
maybe the catalyst for Gaetano taking over the family once his big secret is revealed. There are a lot of different moving pieces in Fargo, but I'm liking how it's all coming together. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining me.